Although I had strong support from friends and former neighbors in Wanakee, I was relieved to be back home, five hours away from the accusers. I could breathe easier and carry on my daily life without worrying that someone at Carrie's preschool or the grocery store was judging me. It was impossible for Dave and me to explain to our small daughters exactly what we were facing, so we focused on maintaining our regular routine to keep them secure and stable. At the end of April, we celebrated Allie's second birthday. I put together a family party and baked a cake. The girls squealed with delight over the presents and revelry. It was my birthday, too, but I didn't feel much like celebrating. I had turned 35, entering what should have been the prime of my life, with a wonderful husband, children, health, and a beautiful home. As I blew out the one candle on Allie's cake that was meant for me, all I could wish for was that this terrible nightmare would soon come to an end. Unfortunately, my birthday wish did not come true. Instead, I actually plunged deeper into darkness. A few short weeks after our birthdays, Assistant District Attorney Gretchen Hayward dropped a new bomb. She motioned for a new bail hearing. My attorney called me to report that a woman named Johanna Evanoff had read about the charges against me in a newspaper and called the sheriff's department. She was now accusing me of hitting another toddler. I was stunned at both the accusation and Hayward's motion. The motion stated that since the last bail hearing, Mrs. Evanoff had called authorities and said she observed the defendant abuse a child who appeared to be two years old at the Wanakee Public Library during the winter of 1994 and 1995. She observed the defendant deliberately and forcefully hit the young child on the head with an approximately 8 by 11 inch hardbound book. The child appeared stunned and began to cry. The defendant noticed she was being observed and acted like nothing happened and said something to the effect of, let's keep that little shoe on, to the child. The prosecution motion stated, I was obviously staggered at the false allegation. Why on earth would this woman conjure up such a lie? I vaguely knew her from seeing her about town and at the library, and we were always friendly and said hello to each other. She often brought her swarm of daycare children, and I gathered mine for story hour. My kids loved listening to the librarian read them a book. It was an organized event, which was held in the basement of the library. But clobbering a two-year-old over the head with a book? What on earth was she talking about? The only two-year-old in my care had been Jessica, and I would never hit a child in the head with a book, deliberately and forcefully in front of so many people at the library story hour? Had anyone else seen this happen? And if indeed I'd done this bizarre act, why hadn't she confronted me? Not only was her accusation absurd beyond belief, but now it was being used against me in a court of law. Another mortar shell in the motion was a statement from my ex-husband, Pete, whom I'd married at the age of 22, 